You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. ESPN update uh, just when we were coming into the show. Forte, the favorite today in the Kentucky Derby, has been scratched. We're going to dive into that. A lot of Kentucky Derby talk, uh, getting you ready for the race. Post time a little bit later than normal, 6.57 p.m. has thrown kind of a monkey wrench into my evening plans. Not sure about you. We've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show this afternoon, gentlemen, good. How are you guys? How you doing? Good, good, good. I just have one question for you, Nita. Just one. We're just on for one. three hours, and you just have one question for me. Just well, one. Just a starter. Okay. How was the birthday? Oh, the birthday was great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, wait, the birthday so, was fantastic. Wait, so I'm getting pushed for three hours on one question. I ask you the question, <laughs> and we have three hours, and you say, all you gotta do is just say it's great. Nothing else. Yeah, but the, the birthday was great. I had a fantastic time. Uh, great new uh, restaurant here on this side of the river, um, the Hudson, and it's called Blue. Um, it's in Weehawken. It's fantastic. Rich and the crew out there rolled out the red carpet for me for my birthday. It was really, really nice uh, on Saturday. So that was fantastic. And uh, and also this week, a little bit later than, than I, I anticipated, but... Um, I, uh, I checked off a bucket list for my birthday, and that is uh, I got to spend an hour with sloths. Yep, sure did. So, uh, bucket list for me. I, um, I, I love sloths, and I have for years now been wanting to spend time with sloths and hold a sloth and kiss a sloth, and uh, I was able to do it. So, uh, so yeah, so checked up, checked off a bucket list for me for my birthday and had a fantastic time, but thank you for asking Harvey. I appreciate it. Um, so a, a few things that we're going to get into today. Nick Friedel is going to join us at the top of the next hour at one o'clock. Excited to get him on. Uh, he will be at the game tonight or this afternoon, right? 3.30 is tip off. Uh, you can listen to your Nick's heat pregame show right here on 98.7 ESPN as soon as I'm done at 3 o'clock. And, of course, tip off at 3.30, and you'll be able to listen to that game right here on 98.7 ESPN. So Nick Friedel, he's in Miami um, covering the game. He's actually covered – very interesting. Nick and I, you know, um, a lot of similarities here for him and I because, A, I'm born and raised in Miami, so uh, I know this this heat organization extremely well, the ownership group, um, Pat, Eric – Used to play pickup basketball with Eric Spolstra a lot uh, when he was the tape guy. <laughs> oh my gosh, boy, do I have stories? Um, and uh, and and so now Nick used to cover the Heat as well. So now he covers the Knicks, and obviously I'm here in New York as long as I have, and, and been covering the Knicks as well. So um, so Nick and I kind of have traveled the same road here in regard to covering and knowing both these organizations extremely well. So uh, a lot of Nick's heat talk, as we know, the series is all tied up at one. Jimmy Butler expected back to today. I keep on saying tonight. I don't know why uh, today. So uh, that's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. No pun intended. Uh, very interesting. I'm going to share with you. I'll do a deeper dive into the statistics. Uh, Julius Randle on the court as opposed to him not. Jimmy Butler on the court as opposed to him not, and and just how really those two athletes, gentlemen, really dictate a lot in regard to how these two teams play in regard to pace, free throw shooting, uh, 
defense, it's uh, three-point shooting percentage. It's 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 pretty wild. So, um, but you know, we're expecting Jimmy Butler to be active, as I like to call it, active and attractive later on this afternoon. So, I, I want to spend a good portion. I want to open up the phone lines eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six, and I do want to hear from Knicks fans. Uh, because I think a few things that the Knicks need to do, check the boxes in order for them to win and get back that home court advantage uh, by taking one of the next two in Miami, uh, the next two games. So we've got that. Also, a very dear friend of mine, uh, Vince Roth from Final Furlong, is going to join us. We are going to get you locked and loaded and ready for this Kentucky Derby. And there's a lot of a lot going on surrounding this Kentucky Derby, um, and I'm going to get into that. So, uh, so Vince Roth is is going to join us at two o'clock. As always, it's a Saturday, so we're going to hear from Joe Wiz. I'm sure he's got some picks and some plays in regard to the Derby, along with uh, the NBA, along with Major League Baseball. Can the Yankees just? <laughs> I, I I don't. Where do I? Where do we even begin with the Yankees? Right. Uh, like what? What are what are realistic expectations for them until they get healthy? Like I, I don't think we really can have any, to be quite frank. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I'm sure Joe Wiz has some picks and some plays for you in regard to uh, to Major League Baseball. Unfortunately, the Devils find themselves in the same situation that they were in when they were going up against the Rangers, and they're down 0-2 to uh, the Carolina Hurricanes. So, uh, so we will talk about uh, that Devils series as well. And we'll take your calls, 800-919-3776. In regard to the Derby and, and what I do want to get into, and, and, and we'll do a deeper dive into this in, in the second hour, and that is there's been four horses, and there's some reports that there were five. I had read a report somewhere that there was five. I know for sure there was four horses that have died this week at, the, at, at Churchill Downs. Two un, unknown causes and you know apparently the horses were shipped to the university of kentucky uh for uh for an, an autopsy to, to try, try to figure out what happened and two unfortunately hurt themselves training on the track and had to be euthanized as well so um so four horses so it you know i i think this is a really a big reason as to why forte the favorite heading into today's race uh was was scratched and um, and I had gotten word on Thursday that he had stumbled during his uh, his training, and apparently he has uh, some type of bone bruise on his right front front hoof, leg, whatever we want to call it. Um, uh, Todd Pletcher is, is the trainer. He met with the media on Friday and played it down. You know, I don't, you know, this is, this is, I don't know where this is coming from. You know, this is all about somebody's social media account and, uh, and, and Pletcher really played it down. Very interesting here because, and I'm, I'm painting this picture for you in regard to, I'm, I'm sure how this all came into play. So the, one of the owners of the ownership group, and I think the main owner of Forte is the gentleman who created vitamin water. He had a horse a few years ago, go called uncle Mo who also was favored to win the Derby and was scratched because of an illness. I think elevated temperature, fever, what have you, was not ready, was not right, was not good to run, and was scratched. And he was the favorite to win the Kentucky Derby. Now, years later, full circle, it comes back to Forte. And now Forte, the favorite, same ownership group, same owner, 
Huge Mets fans, by the way. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that there was some reluctancy there. But here's the thing. Considering that this is Churchill Downs and they've already had four horses, count them, four horses that died this week. I just, I, I, I believe that the, the vets that oversee church, I, I feel that they had to be uber conservative and uber careful because God forbid something was to happen to Forte in this race and then God forbid they had to euthanize him. Forget about it. Forget about it. So, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really, it's, 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 the events and what has taken place this week have been pretty wild. That's why I'm excited to get Vince Roth on with us uh, again. He'll be joining us around two o'clock this afternoon. Uh, so now where does it stand? Instead of the 20 horses, we now have 18 horses, two of the best trainers uh, in the sport. Pletcher now goes from three horses in the Kentucky Derby to two. Brad Cox now goes from three horses to four. But there's 18 horses. There is not 20. So there's that. Um, and, and, and I do want to have a conversation about that, even if maybe you're not really big into horse racing, what have you. But, you know, um, you know, there, you know b- besides PETA, uh, there's, there's a lot of folks out there who, who feel that horse racing is inhumane and, um, and, and are not fans of this sport. So uh, curious, curious to get your take in regard to the uber conservative, I think, decision uh, that Churchill Downs, I feel, made and, and forced the ownership group of Forte and Todd Pletcher to not race Forte today in the Kentucky Derby. Again, I don't have the particulars. I don't have the specifics. This is everything that I'm reading online. Uh, but based on, on how I feel like things transpired and also how we heard Todd Pletcher and, and his comments to the media yesterday. Uh, I'm just I'm putting one and one together, and in uh, assuming that it equals two. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We come back. Let's do a deep dive into this Knicks Heat series. What do I feel the Knicks need to bring to the table today in order to walk away with a win and regaining back home court advantage? I'll share that with you next. Anita Marks with you. 800-919-3776 right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 800-919-3776. Knicks fans, let's dive into it. 
Again, tip-off is at 3.30 this afternoon. Uh, we know this game right now is, uh, the series right now is all tied up 1-1. So Randall, as we know, did not play game one, uh, came back and played game two. Offensive rating with Randall active and attractive as opposed to not, 127.6. Game one, 107.6. Okay, first and foremost. And... I, you know, watching game two, not sure about you, but I just, you know, you you, de- you definitely got a sense like Randall was playing with like some really great swag, right? And and if you listen, if you were listening to the commentators, uh, you know, they were saying like Randall just doesn't feel like there's anybody on that Heat team that can uh, match up to him defensively. Now, what's going to be interesting is Randall didn't play game one, but he played game two. Jimmy Butler didn't play game two. Now, one thing we know about Jimmy Butler is is how well he plays defense. So this is going to be really interesting. You know, how how are the Miami Heat going to match up against Julius Randle defensively? Here's another thing. With, with Julius Randle on the court, um, it's a much slower pace of, of game. Uh, so when, when Julius Randle plays and starts, uh, the Knicks average 88 offensive possessions. When Julius Randle does not start, the Knicks average 95 offensive possessions. That's a lot. It's a pretty significant number. So the, the pace of play slows down tremendously with Julius Randle uh, in, in the game. Uh, that's why, by the way, my, my favorite play here in this game is the under at 209.5 today because, A, with Jimmy Butler being back, uh, the Miami Heat play a lot better defense uh, their defense is pretty solid to begin with, but but obviously nothing in comparison if Jimmy Butler is not active. And and, and again, the pace of play with Julius Randle slows down tremendously, even though it's very interesting, right? Pace of play slows down, but the offensive rating increases. Why? Julius Randle was, was really fantastic uh, in uh, that last game. 25 points. Um, the team as a whole shot 45%. They dominated the boards with both Julius Randle and Josh Hart. Um, so, I, you know, the, the keys here for me, not sure about you, again, we'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. And, and Harvey and Joe, I'd love to hear from you guys as well what you feel the keys are going to be later on this afternoon. But why I do believe the Knicks are going to win this series, number one, uh, better depth. Number two, better rebounding. We know that the Heat have the, the Knicks have that on the Heat, right? We we know those are those are two things, those are two categories that the Heat can check off. I keep on saying the Heat that the Knicks can check off against the Heat, right? Here is and 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 uh, and when I talk about the bench, like Hartenstein coming in and contributing solid minutes, uh, getting those those rebounds. Uh, playing solid defense. Uh, Josh Hart off the bench, just averaging a double-double pretty much every game. Here's where, and, and, and let's give credit where credit's due in regard to Tibbs. I don't think enough is discussed in regard to, to Tibbs and the, the decisions that he has made, not just in this series, granted small sample size, two games, but in, in the postseason as a whole in regard to matchups. And what we've what we've seen him do, like you know his uh, who he's been subbing in and out, and and when I feel that Tibbs has done a a good job 
this postseason and deciding um, who's in, who's out, and, and how he's rotating his players. So, and and I'm not just saying this because he's 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 a friend of mine, but Eric Spolstra, outside of me, many believe is one of the best coaches in the NBA. So so Tibbs stepping up in matching um, Eric, uh, you know, head to head, toe to toe in regard to uh, coaching that's taking place here in the postseason. The bench, give the Knicks the check more so than the Heat. Rebounding, give the Knicks the check more so than the Heat. What do the Knicks need to do this game that I feel will 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 definitely give them a better opportunity in winning? Number one, better transition. Better transi- transition offense. Okay? Um... Uh, you, the, the the pace, again, the pace of play slows down tremendously with Julius Randle. Uh, so if that's the case, got to look for those points in transition. I think those are going to be key. I think it's going to be really, really important. Number two, getting to the free throw line. Jimmy Butler has more free throw attempts than any player in the NBA. More free throw attempts than any player in the NBA. And he's back. He's going to be aggressive. They're in Miami, so, you know, one would assume that they're going to get the calls. And so the Knicks need to be just as aggressive and need to get for the, th- the free throw line just as much. And, and, and I know that's a tall task to ask because Jimmy Butler is just magnificent in doing that. But the Knicks need to get to the free throw line um, in, in some way, shape, or form, in, in some fashion to try to stay lockstep with with the Miami Heat. And so those are those are my keys. Those are my keys to the game, which I think again, I I, I do believe that this this Knicks team has a really good shot of winning this series. Uh but obviously I, I think it's going to be key that they win one of the next two games in Miami so they can regain home court advantage. Uh Harvey and and Joe, feel free. I'd love to hear your thoughts here. What do you, what do you feel? What would you like to see differently? What do you feel is like the the one or two most important keys to this game this afternoon i want the knicks to defend the three ball better i know it's been a weakness of theirs the whole season but i don't want if i'm a knicks fan which i'm not but looking at this game i don't want caleb martin going off i don't want max juice going off i don't want kevin love making cross-court passes to whoever and i don't want kyle lowry dictating play and slowing play down as well if they can defend the three and get something, anything out of either Grimes or quickly, they'll be fine and they win this game. My big thing is quickly. Oh, He's got to show up. Would you agree with that? I mean, he hasn't been the same player from the beginning of the playoffs to now. It's, I mean, yes, he's young. He does look like a deer in headlights, but the guy who is the runner-up for the sixth man of the year has to, has to play better. You know, I, I felt that it was really imperative that Grimes would be active for the series um, because I, I felt that they were going to need him defensively. Um, so I understand what you're saying about quickly. I here Here's the thing. I just I think that there are a number of other bench players that are coming in and, and contributing admirably that I don't I don't know if. I don't know if that's that's the glaring issue for me heading into today's games. But um, 
Eight, let, let, let's hear what Knicks fans have to say. 800-919-3776. Brian, in Queens, when we get back, you will be first up. Let's talk some Knicks. Let's get you ready for Game 3 in Miami today. Pre-game, right here on 90.7 ESPN at 3 o'clock. The game itself, right here on 90.7 ESPN at 3.30. We'll be right back. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. Like I said, Brian and Queens, you're first up. Welcome in. How are you doing this afternoon? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Great. I'm excited. Uh, really, really excited for the game later on this afternoon. I feel I feel good. I feel yeah, good about this too. new I feel here's here's an, here's here's another thing, Brian. I, I I mentioned I didn't mention, and that is, you know, yeah, Jimmy Butler's expected to be be back. It's 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 been a minute since they played. They've had a lot of time to rest, but that that ankle injury just looked pretty bad. Like like you know what percentage? I don't know what percentage he could be right now. He's he's definitely not a hundred percent. Is it ninety five? Is it ninety? Is it eighty percent? Is it seventy five percent? I'm really, I'm, I'm really uh, curious. I'm really curious what type of Jimmy Butler we get this afternoon. But, uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm sorry, Brian. Continue. I don't know what Jimmy Butler's gonna get this afternoon. But here's the thing. Um, we, I'm gonna be real with you. We are a better team, actually. It's just that Ob, you know, and quickly Grimes, they gotta come off the bench and step up. You know, and once they step up, then we, we got control of the series no matter what. So, you know, I don't got to worry about Brunson. He already knows what to do. You know, and Julius, I mean, well, let him continue to try. As long as he gives me at least 20, 20 points or more, I'm, I'm satisfied with that. But the bench, the key thing is the bench got to step up on both ends of the court. And the team got to play better defense. We do that, we can beat Miami tonight. I hear you. Um, I feel I feel really good about it. Let's go to uh, let's go to Joseph in Jersey City. Joseph, good afternoon. Welcome in. Good afternoon. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you. Hello. Yeah. Good. You, you know, uh, let me turn this off. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, my my concern is uh, I'm an old ball player. I'm about seventy seventy years old. I've been watching Nick since sixty five. And you know, I watch. I like Kids when he first came on, but right now. He is not utilizing the artillery that they've gotten him. He is not playing the proper people. He's not in depth in that bench. You don't let Spolstra dictate matchups. You have the depth. You and he doesn't. He's in game situations. He's not very good, and he kills long periods of time. I mean, chopping should be matched with Randall sometimes. I mean, you have an imagination, but if they don't do that, it's going to be a problem. So I'm sorry. So what 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 would you like to see Tibbs do? I'd like to see Tibbs show more of imagination and be more active in his substitutions in game time in real time. And uh, I've noticed when he had put in Deuce, Deuce, and a few other people, you know, with with the number of people, he could have a juggernaut, juggernaut, if he would do this thing right and wear teams down. He has a, almost a three-headed monster. Uh, and Fournier, when you're cold, he's a $20 million sniper. He doesn't play one minute. I don't understand that. You know, and it's, I have an issue with that with him. You know, uh, if he doesn't like you or whatever, you don't play at all. And that's a bad business decision. It's a bad coaching decision. He needs to be more active in his substitution schemes. Okay. Well, listen, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, let's go to Nixon 
in uh, in in New York. Nixon, welcome it's in. Not on your schedule, though. We have a lot of running around to do. <laughs> All right, Nixon. Uh, if you can, please uh, feel free to uh, feel free to call back in. Uh, sorry, uh, you've got to listen to the show if you're if you're holding on. Um, sound like you were having a private conversation. Uh, some other uh, let's let's take a, a tour around uh, the NBA and, and and look at some of the the other games and and of course other series that are taking place. Um, I just want to call up the scores from last night as uh, I was watching. Um, have you guys been following a lot of the other series? Uh, so you've got the 76ers going up against Boston. Uh, the uh, the Boston Celtics now 114-102 last night. So they take a 2-1 lead. I don't know about you guys, but Embiid in that knee, granted he had 30 points and 13 rebounds, but still just looks like a shell of himself. So, um, you know, I, I just, I, if, if, and, and I was feeling really good about this about the 76ers team coming into the series. I was leaning more towards the 76ers winning this series, but now with this this knee injury with Embiid, it just just doesn't look great. And and here's another thing. Dare I say that the 76ers team might not be as good with with Embiid? And I understand something. He he just won the MVP. Okay, so uh, let's let's let me preface. Okay. Um, so dare I say that this team with an injured having to wear this knee brace in bead, even though again, 30 points, 13 rebounds, um, is not as good without him because why? Uh, it changes the dynamic of this team. It changes the dynamic of where this offense is, 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 it, like where it's coming through and we're definitely not seeing a, any type of James Harden 16 points uh last night James Harden had 16 points 11 assists six rebounds um he was three of 14 uh, shots from the field two of seven from downtown eight of nine from the three throw line which is great but and and this is not by the way this is not a 76ers team that relies very heavily on their bench their bench play only 14 points so pj tucker was with 9 he's a role player more so on the de- on, on the defensive side of the court tobias harris 7 points 4 rebounds love me some maxi 13 points 6 rebounds 2 assists Embiid, obviously 30 points 12 rebounds but again him being on the court changes the entire dynamic and also, uh, just I, I, he's just he's not what I'm seeing with this knee brace. He's lumbering. I just don't see him out there as being that defensive force on the defensive side. Right now, you've got get this: all five starters for the Boston Celtics put up double digits, along with one of Brogdon, as long uh, along with with Brogdon coming off the bench. So they had six six players in double digits last night. I, I, again, I know we're talking about the. NBA MVP. I know we're talking about him. Uh, and not to say, like, very, very deserving, although my vote would have gone to Jokic, especially after last night, 30-17-17. Ridiculous. But I just want, like, I just, now I'm feeling that it's the Boston Celtics who are going to win the series, and dare I even say, could this be a, a Philadelphia 76ers team that as a team 
could be playing differently and better without Embiid. I know, I, I, I know, does that sound crazy to you guys? Harvey and Joe, does that sound crazy for me to even say or even assume? For me, this series falls on Harden. I know what you're saying with Embiid, and perhaps that's, you know, Embiid just trying to pick his spots hurt as opposed to just him not playing and, you know, opening up the paint a little bit more. But it falls on Harden. Time and time again, Harden just chokes in the playoffs. and He didn't choke game one. when, But, but again, game one, Embiid didn't play. So it was a different dynamic. The offense ran through him. The offense ran through him. History shows that, you know, the game one Harden is not the James Harden you get in the playoffs. I'm sorry. It's just not that guy. You go through Houston. You go through Brooklyn. And now you go through Philly. Hurt or not, he just doesn't have it in the postseason. And if he does, they're dangerous. But for me, the, enti- the entire playoffs, it's why I picked the Nets in the series that didn't go so well for my prediction but mm. I, I think they're a paper tiger and even with them being healthy I don't see that there's any way that the Sixers win this series healthy Embiid or 50% Embiid or no Embiid interesting uh 800-919-3776 what say you Celtics 76ers who do you have winning that series um and then, um, and then last night, the Suns, if you were able to stay up late, the Suns defeated the, uh, the Nuggets 121 to 114. I, I, I was watching at the half, boy, uh, it, it looked like the Suns were just dominating. Of course they were. And then the Nuggets came back, took a, took a, a, a lead, for, but just for a hot second. And then, of course, the Suns did win uh, 121 to 114, but for a number of reasons, um, you had Booker, who played 42 minutes, put up 47 points, nine assists, and six rebounds. Katie played 43 minutes, put up 39 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. No Chris Paul because of the uh, the groin injury. Uh, reports are he's not going to be, ma- be able to make it back at all for this series. Who knows uh, if he will be able to come back in the postseason. Jokic. 30 points, 17 rebounds, 17 assists. Are you kidding me? I'm going to repeat that. 30 points, 17 rebounds, 17 assists. Uh, just ridiculous. Um, but uh, it's it's obviously it's a team sport, uh, not a one man show. And um, and and Denver lost. So right now Denver's still up on the series because they won the first two at home. So it's two one. Um. Here, here's here's what my concern is in this series. In order for the Suns to win, this is this is what Booker and Katie are going to have to do. Can this sustain? Can can Booker and Katie continue night in and night out going up against the Denver Nuggets, play over forty minutes, and and create this type of performance and this type of result? I don't. I just I don't know how this could be sustainable. I just don't. Do you guys? No way. Not, not you can't ask Durant to do this every single Mm-mm. day, and you can't ask Booker because one one night one of these guys are, is going to be off. And I mean, what Jokic is doing, I don't think he's going to get thirty, fifteen, and fifteen every night. But 
he at least has a little bit more depth offensively with Murray and a little bit from Bruce Brown and, you know, getting fast break points from Aaron Gordon. But I don't think you can rely on T.J. Warren and Landry Shamit and even DeAndre Ayton to get you three more wins. It's um, so so I've got the Nuggets. I've got Denver winning the series, by the way. Again, they're up 2-1. I've got them winning in five. I think they do take the next one in Phoenix. And then I, 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 I have them going back home in, in winning their first game back at home and not even making another trip to Phoenix. That's what I have. What do you have? 800-919-3776. We get back. We'll continue with your calls, talking Knicks, getting you ready for that Knicks Heat game. You'll listen to that pregame show right here on 98.7 ESPN coming your way at 3 o'clock. Tip-off is at 3.30. And also, when we get back, I do want to talk about the Warriors-Lakers game as well. So still a lot more coming your way. Anita Marks with you on the Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. Go to Eric in Queens. Eric, welcome in. Yes. Hey, how you doing, Mania? Great, great. Good afternoon. Yes, I just I wanted to fill in about this Phoenix team. Then I'm going to fill in one about the Knicks real quick. With this Phoenix team, I don't. They had a good team the last two seasons. When you get rid of your whole bench for Kevin Durant, um, Kevin Durant, I don't see them winning the series, Anita. I don't see them winning the series at all. That they had a good bench. Why you'll get rid of your bench for Kevin Durant? Then my second question is: Is this is why I'm glad we didn't get Dominique, uh, Domino Mitchell because we would have had that problem with the Knicks. So teams got to be smart, man. Keep your bench. You don't have a bench, you're not going nowhere. Um, yeah, but th- th- here's the thing, Eric. They had to give up the bench to get KD. <laughs> so... but, but look what it's, and look what it's doing for them now. They may not even win the series. Yeah, I don't, I don't have them winning this. I, I'm with you. I'm with you, E. Um, and thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, I, I'm with you. I don't have them winning this series. And you're right. But uh, the, the, the Nets were, were demanding a lot. With that trade. And, and listen, rightfully so. Let's be honest, Nets fans. You got screwed. <laughs> like Harden, Kyrie, Katie, b- you know, big plans, b- big aspirations, expecting big things. And then, man, mass exodus. So I, I don't I don't blame the Nets. And and I and, and I like what the Nets. I like what the Nets got back. They've got a nice base right now. I like what the Nets got back. I think they have a really, really nice base right now. Okay, but you're right. Um, it's and 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 I think it, it is. It's going to come down to and, and this is what we've seen. We saw it in, in the series prior to this, with the Suns advancing. It's all about Booker. It's all about KD. Even when Chris Paul was healthy and he wasn't out because of a groin injury, he still wasn't vintage Chris Paul. What is he? Thirty eight years old. With all due respect, I'm older than him. Uh, listen. Like I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not throwing stones here. So, um, but the, the, really, this is a two-person, this is a two-man show out there in the desert. And and I do have the Denver Nuggets advancing. Nick Friedel, who covers the Knicks, uh, is going to be joining us at the top of our next hour. We're going to continue to take your calls eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Before we do, I want to talk about the Warriors and the Lakers. So right now, uh, the, uh, the the series is is all tied up, one uh, one. Lakers and and they play later on tonight. So the Knicks 
tip off at 3.30 this afternoon. The Warriors and the Lakers tip off at 8.30. Uh, the Lakers are favored, and they're back at the Crypto.com Arena. The Lakers are favored by three. The over-under is 228.5. So a few things here. Um, the Lakers come out, and they take one. They win one at Golden State, which it, it, it's a huge feat to do that. They, they've only lost 13 games this season out there in the Bay Area. And so Lakers came out, 80, played unbelievable. What was it 30 points, 23, right? 30 points, 23 rebounds, something like that. Like he, 80 was a man possessed. Defensively, they were great. And then game two, they come out, they lose game two, 127 to 100. Clay, 8 for 11 from downtown against his daddy's Lakers. I don't expect that again. Um, AD played 33 minutes. He only had 11 points and seven rebounds. Very interesting. Kerr switched up the defensive. Well, first of all, reports out there is that Looney was quote-unquote sick. Wink, wink. Okay, he got benched for J. Mike Green, okay, who came in and played really good defense against AD. Pretty much the game plan was let's take AD out of the equation. Let's see who else can step up and beat us. LeBron James played 28 minutes and put up 23 points. The bench players, get this, nine bench players played for the Lakers and put up 100. They played combined 106 minutes. The bench, nine players combined for 106 minutes. So what does this say to me? It says that this is a Lakers team that did what they originally set out to do, and that is to at least win one at Golden State. Not to say that they gave – how do I phrase this? Not to say that, that game two wasn't important, but I feel like they for, – for a team that has only lost 13 at home and for the Lakers to go in and win game one, I think it was a huge, huge like feat for them to accomplish, number one. To me, next to impossible to take both. So there's that. And so I just, I think this is a Lakers team now. They're rested. They're back home at that crypto.com arena. They're going to have a huge home court advantage. As we know, as great as the Golden State Warriors are on their home court, they're just as equally horrible on the road. I love the Lakers tonight. I'll, I'll take the Lakers. I'll lay the points. Um, and, and not to say that they laid down in game two against the Golden State Warriors. I just think they went out there and they accomplished what they wanted to do. I think the Lakers win the next two at home. I think the series goes to three and one. They go back to Golden State. Maybe Golden State wins that game back at home. The series is 3-2. It goes back to the Lakers. I think the Lakers seal this series up in six. And I think the Lakers win 4-2 in this series. I do. Let's go to Dave. He's calling in from from his car. Dave, welcome in. Good afternoon. Hey, how are you doing? Um, Before the series started, I didn't know Butler was going to get hurt, but I I picked the Knicks in in seven. But um, I only only said that because um, I thought Randall was going to play. I think Randall's a lot more important than, than... and you're giving him credit for it. There's, there's like 100 years of basketball. You do not win. He's not a superstar. He's a star. But no NBA team wins without a superstar. It's not just his points, his rebounds. 
he creates double teams. Guys are wide open. He drives in the lane. Three guys are on him. He kicks it out, and somebody's wide open. He shoots the ball. They score. If they don't have him, and Butler's 100, well, we can't talk about Butler now because nobody knows if he's 50%, 80%, 100%, whatever he is. But if Butler's 100% and you don't have Randall, they're not winning. You're not going to beat Swolstra, and, and you're not beating Riley. These guys are geniuses. They know what they're doing. So I, I'm saying that, that the, the Knicks are going to win this series, basically, because they do have – it looks like they have a healthy Randall, and, you know, Butler's just not himself. They're not really that great a team, to be honest with you. The, the Heat, just like I said with the, with the Cleveland Cavaliers, what they have going for them is Spolstro is a better coach than Tibbs, and they have a, a, a mastermind in Riley. That's what they got. And if, if Randall's not playing – Okay, I give it to you because Butler, we don't know what you're going to get with him. But if Butler's 100% and Randall's on play, the Heat win the series. That's just my opinion. You you have to have a superstar. Somebody just brought up to me the other day because they said the same thing. They said the Detroit Pistons, yeah. One team out of a million, out of a million, won without a superstar. Richard Hamilton. He was like a star. No, no. Yeah, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's the, and Dave, I appreciate the phone call. Would I call Julius Randall a superstar? No, I, I I would not call him a superstar. But yeah, I, I just shared with you when I opened up the show, uh, this this offense, um, for for the Heat, a uh, hundred times their their offensive rating is one twenty eight with Julius Randle being active, one oh seven without. So yeah, absolutely, this team is better with with Julius Randle. There's no denying that. Uh, when we get back, Nick Friedell, who covers the Knicks for ESPN, is going to join us next. We'll kick off our number two next here on 90.7 ESPN. Yes. Hey, how you doing, Mania? 